Hi, welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Brain, the podcast where we talk about all things aesthetics. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Crowley. And I'm Jerry Drinker, a family nurse practitioner. Together, Chris and I own Skin and Tonic, which is a med spa located here in Pace, Florida. And we treat an array of skincare conditions and all sorts of things across the board. And I think today we're talking about probably one of the most difficult things that we treat. Don't you agree? I agree. We're going to talk about rosacea today. So uh, all these fiery red flushed faces that uh, people have to deal with. And we're going to talk about what causes some of this, what are some of the triggering factors and uh, treatment options that are out there for our patients. Yeah. I think a lot of times when I see people that come into the clinic, they don't even necessarily associate that they have rosacea. They'll just come in for treatment of redness. And, you know, and they may have previously been treated with with uh, an IPL seems to be like one of the common treatments that we get to, um, that people get to before they ever make it to us. And then, you know, as we delve deeper into it, or even acne because rosacea presents in so many different ways. But when you delve into it, you realize that it's a whole different battle because rosacea is pretty tough. Yeah, we even have, uh, you know, uh, one patient recently that was in and she has ocular rosacea and has had to be treated uh, uh, by her um, uh, ophthalmologist that's doing a lot of things for her ocular rosacea and she struggled with it a lot. So it can affect a lot of different areas, uh, you know, on the the face, the eye. Um, But I would say the most common thing is just a general flushing or a general redness that the patients uh, complain about that seems to get uh, worse with certain triggering factors. You know, the ocular symptoms, I, di- I didn't realize, um, I did more research after we started seeing her, but the ocular symptoms can actually show up before any of the facial flushing or the traditional things that we think about with rosacea. So it is something to consider when people come in and start talking about these symptoms. So what causes rosacea? It can be caused by several different things. It's one of those, it's often misdiagnosed many times before you actually reach a diagnosis. It's thought that it can possibly be even autoimmune related. Heredity certainly plays a part. Um, Hormones play a part in it. But it's um, it's broken capillaries close to the surface of the skin. It can present also, it can present as like acne, um, white pustules that are on the skin. But as far as being able to pinpoint what that particular cause in most people, you can't. It's a game of let's rule things out to get to a diagnosis. So we have a few treatment options available, uh, you know, in the office that we can do. We also have home care treatments that patients can uh, go on. But uh, before we even get to treatment options, are there things that patients can do at home to minimize rosacea symptoms? Yeah, the um, there are triggers a lot of times that that are identified by by patients. Um, I usually ask patients, "Do you get red when you drink wine?" That's that's something that's very common. Do you get flush when you eat spicy food? Do you stay flush after an exercise for extended periods of time? Do you get flush when you get stressed? Do you get flush after warm showers and for extended periods of time? And so all of these are things that can be indications that rosacea may be the problem that we're that we're about to battle. So, because really these are just like dilated capillaries, is kind of the underlying cause that that can then get worse or progress over time. Right, and and the things that I just mentioned are things that worsen that. But you know, where you and I, we may exercise and have that red flushness that dissipates over the course of the next hour. Someone with um, with rosacea, that's not the case. It can last, not the case rather, it can last for days or even weeks. Yeah, I don't really have that problem 
flushing with exercise. I have that problem flushing with wine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that problem because I don't exercise. So I avoid that. <laughs> avoid I have that, that problem because issue. I like wine. <laughs> so there are things that... And I do that, like spicy food. And spicy food, there you go. There are things that I, I think is the bottom line that patients can do. And a lot of times they have figured those triggers out by the time they actually present to see us. However, it seems like once they start struggling with this problem... Um, it's not totally cured or they don't take care of that just by those avoidance factors. It just makes it uh, you know, more prominent or more pronounced when they do some of those things. So that's when we get involved and that's when we start looking at uh, treatment options that can help uh, get this under control or, or uh, totally maybe um, even ameliorate these symptoms in some patients. Yeah, we've had a few cases that have been really sad and really tough. Um, and uh, had one in particular and honestly didn't know what she thought it was hormonal just because it was she was around her early 40s when it started a friend of ours and she presented with acne and so she came to me for acne treatment and within you know two weeks it went from being just a small acne flare-up to her entire face was covered with this the whole texture of her skin changed especially the skin texture on her nose changed. So being untreated or misdiagnosed, it can really take off and get out of control pretty quickly. So she started on some antibiotic therapy prior to not knowing what it was, and then ended up, we did some laser treatment. We have fortunate enough in our office to have the Airlace Neo, which has an FDA approval for treatment of rosacea. And so we have that. There are lots of cosmeceuticals out there as well that can treat some of the symptoms, but that doesn't treat the underlying issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the laser really addresses those underlying issues. It really helps um, uh, obliterate more or less those uh, blood vessels. And so for people who aren't familiar, the different lasers uh, target different things in the, um, in the skin. And um, one of the problems with this, if we talk about blood vessels, in those blood vessels is uh, hemoglobin. And that's what gives it that color. That's what circulates around the oxygen, uh, carries it around in our blood. And with this particular uh, device you're talking about, the Aerolase Neo, it's a really short pulse link, but it delivers a lot of heat that goes in and targets those molecules. And by heating it up, it'll cause those vessels to eventually collapse. So you no longer have that dilated blood vessel and have that uh, redness associated with it. So, you know, we can use it to treat rosacea where people think just like a general pinkness or redness or flushing that they get in their face but it's also really good to treat those tiny little capillaries that people get that kind of break around their nose or uh, you know the corners of their nose or right in the uh, middle from maybe prior trauma so it's a, a good treatment option for that reason you mentioned some of the um, you say cosmeceuticals or so these are some of the topical uh, treatment options I, I know we have some that we carry and a lot of different product lines have it but their prescription options also and and some of those prescription options have have um, different types of uh, prescriptive medications that uh, treat uh, things like fungus, parasites, things like that, if we uh, worry about any. And, and I think this patient you're talking about ended up on one of those that had maybe a, a topical uh, ivermectin. Ivermectin cream, and that, that was the game changer for her. That's what really turned turned her skin around was once we got her. We were doing um, bi-weekly treatments with the with the Neo, the Airlace Neo. We were doing some bi-weekly treatments with that. 
and we got some clearance of the pustules on, but she was still having a lot of issues with redness. And so she had, she was basically triggered by everything because she had seasonal allergies as well, which tended to cause an exacerbation of all of her skin issues that she was having. You know, when someone is this, has a severe case of rosacea, we, t we talked about like the brief list of triggers that we had there, but I mean, it's truly triggered by almost anything that stresses the body. She was really turned around by the topical use of, of ivermectin, which came from a pharmacy, not tractor supply. <laughs> yeah, this was a medical grade uh, product. And, um, you know, we do work closely with dermatologists in the area because uh, we, we have the devices that we can treat some of these uh, milder cases, but, um, and they don't have that available in all the offices. But I really think for some of these challenging cases, it's also important to make sure that you know the resources in your area, know when to refer patients out, and um, make sure that you know you don't uh, misdiagnose that patient or have the, have the wrong diagnosis um, if you're out there looking at uh, starting to treat some of these things in your uh, med spa. So what tips or advice would you have for patients that are, are struggling with this? I think my tips would be to Keep, be very mindful of your triggers because you certainly don't want to do anything that um, that triggers it. To seek medical assistance, don't try to Google the treatment and do this at home because it's it's not easy. It's it, it can be a challenge and um, and like I said a couple of times already, it just presents in so many ways. So if you're having problems, then seek the medical advice of um, a professional that's familiar with, with this. A question for you, do you, is rosacea a form of acne? Um, you can have a form of acne from rosacea, but it's not acne itself. As you mentioned earlier, it may present as acne, but it's not you know traditional acne in the way that we think about um, you know, uh, from teens with hormonal changes, et cetera. This is actually a different underlying mechanism, but you can have an appearance of acne from rosacea. And sadly, the treatment for a traditional acne can en enhance the, or cause a further um, breakout of the rosacea. So, you know, putting one of these salicylics on that we would typically treat an acne patient with can be detrimental for a, for a rosacea patient. And so I think that's why it's really important for us to be able to identify what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. There are a few myths of, around it because, um, you know, is it caused from poor hygiene? No. no. <laughs> is it contagious? No. So, you know, rapid fire questions from uh, yeah. from Jerry here. Yeah. Well, th these are, are are things that you know when we were preparing for for this that come up, and I think it's very fair to assume because it's not a lot known about it, and especially by people that don't have it. P typically, the people that know about rosacea are the people that are impacted by rosacea. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because you're talking about hygiene, and I think sometimes we think the more we scrub and sterilize and clean, the better that uh, things are going to be. But there's actually um, you know some studies out there and some data looking at um, changing the normal flora of your skin and making this worse. And so when patients think they're going to use these antibacterial soaps or the chlorhexidine cleansers, things that we would use in the medical practice before an injectable procedure, if you're doing that every day, you really can alter the flora on your skin. And by doing that, you can allow some of these other type of organisms to grow out of control, which can make some of these problems actually worse. So it's not hygiene related and contrary to, you know, what some people think, it, uh, using a lot of these antibacterial products are probably not 
what it's not what is best for your skin. And there's even product lines now that look at um, uh, probiotics and look at reintroducing bacteria onto our skin that's part of that normal flora. And by having that in a balanced fashion, it uh, all that bacteria that lives on our skin normally kind of keeps uh, you know each other in balance. We don't want any of that growing out of balance, whether it's any kind of fungi or you know fungal uh, infection. So the bacteria kind of compete with all of those things, and we don't want to take all of that good stuff away. So we do want to be clean. We do want to make sure that we're using good uh, hygiene. But um, it is not associated with poor uh, hygiene. And, and by using some kind of antibacterial uh, excessively, you could actually make it worse. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much, um, you know, it's bad because you'll think you're doing all the right things and you're actually causing more harm. And, and this, it, it impacts people. It's, it's not typically in teens. It can certainly happen. But usually it's middle-aged people. It's, and it's more common in females than males. Like that 30 to 50-year-old range, more fair-skinned people are impacted by it more so than darker-skinned people. If you start having these problems and you start using all these different products and antiseptics and antibacterial soaps, you can actually cause it to get even worse. And so, you know, that's that's one of those things that it's a kind of a catch-22. Like, what do you do? One thing we haven't talked about is uh, sun exposure a trigger. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, so I think it's like, you know, uh, it's gonna be like anything else, right? It dilates the blood vessels, and so it can be. So we do recommend uh, routine sunscreen to minimize this as well. Because UV damage can damage the vessels, which can lead to, to worsening of any of these problems. And the reason I say I don't know the answer to that is that was one of the things with the patient that I mentioned earlier that she said she felt like made her skin better was, was sun exposure. And so, um, or, or UV exposure, she was actually using a Tanabid that, um, because she thought that it helped her, her skin to clear. People truly do grasp at straws when, they, when they're faced with this, and it's, it's something that's it's tough. It's just hard. All right. Anything else? Any final words you want to add before we close out this episode? I think the main thing is if you're having problems or experiencing um, any of the symptoms that we mentioned, to seek medical attention um, because chances are that we've seen this before and we can probably help you without you having to go through some of the things that you do on your own at home. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I really think in this instance, probably uh, some of the lasers that we have available and it's out there on the market and a lot of uh, different practices have it is going to be uh, an amazing treatment for this. The patients that we've su successfully treated with our um, the lasers in our office, the Aerolase Neo, um, it is a game changer because then they don't have to worry about as much about all these triggering factors. We really can help um, obliterate and uh, kind of treat this uh, problem at its root cause. And so it's one of the, the most effective things that we can treat with that particular device. So Jerry, if you had to guess, I thought this was a really amazing, uh, interesting statistic when I was preparing for this show. Uh, how many patients do you think in the U.S. suffer with rosacea? I think it's a lot more common than what people think. And so um, I'm going to say like 13.9 million. <laughs> he cheated. <laughs> no doubt he cheated. Um, we usually prepare for these episodes looking at uh, different show notes, and we both look up our own data and statistics. It is 14 million. So I'm quite sure that he looked at the same numbers that I looked at when he came up with that answer. It is sad that um, that many people are impacted by it. But I, I do wonder, like, out of 14 million, how many people actually know that 
or how many are misdiagnosed leading up to a true diagnosis and treatment? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the interesting part about this. Not everyone knows they have rosacea or identify their symptoms and go and seek treatment. They just yeah. think that they're red or flushed and then it gets worse as they get you know, older or they have certain triggering factors. And in the beginning, they don't even identify the triggering factors. And then they really start avoiding a lot of these things as they kind of move through life. And some of the things are things that they may find in enjoyable, but they really hate the redness, the flushing, the beet red face. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that I have, I'm red just like my mom was. So there's that hereditary factor that's in there as well. And you don't realize, well, mom's ass had rosacea too. Like, <laughs> let's treat it. So I, I do think that it's misdiagnosed a lot. And a lot of times people just deal with it. They just live with it. I think that's it. I think more people just live with it and they don't even know that it's a problem. And they certainly don't know that there's um, easy treatments out there that we can, I wouldn't say easy, like any of these things are, it's that they're a little bit of a process to deal with, but they're options for sure. Um, and so on this show, it's going to be really uh, kind of a fun episode because we're going to go over treatment options that we have here at our office in Skin and Tonic and Pace. And, uh, but these are treatments that a lot of med spas offer uh, throughout the U.S. So if you're listening to us somewhere uh, outside of the Pensacola area, look for a med spa near you that, uh, you know, can give you some of these treatment options. Yep, I agree. Go and see a medical provider near you if you think you have any of these problems. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in to another episode of Beauty in the Brain. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We'll see you soon.